perfect we're back did you miss us <laughs> so we were gone for uh last week because of uh our nation's national holiday mm-hmm. it was god bless america <laughs> it was july 4th and we were both out of town yeah so we have better things to do so <laughs> good luck y'all <laughs> so we're back we're bad. We're beautiful. Bay's got a fancy little notebook over here that um, she treated herself to. I'm I'm doing it notes. old school this time. Oh, the old pen and paper. The old pen and paper. Good job. Yeah. I'm printing mine up. Oh, look at you. I know. I know. <laughs> I can't remember who went last. I can't either. I can barely remember. I my know topic. I did the Hope Diamond. Okay. I think you went first. Okay. And I what was my topic? Mine was uh. Yeah. Oh, oh, the uh, <laughs> the Dominican <laughs> Republic thing. I, I think mine was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go first this time. Oh, okay. Shoot, I don't know why I thought I was like, I'm unprepared. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we're just I think gonna... I think I should go last anyway because mine's kind of like an ender. Oh, are you saying it's better? A little bit. Or is A it gonna put me to sleep bit. so I can just get an early <laughs> start on my you know. We'll have to slumber. wait. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, well, just stop talking so, so I can get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> so what didn't you get? All right. Well, this week, uh, now we're going to take it back to two years ago. I'm sorry. Nope, nope, nope. Can't do math. Three years ago. Um, do you remember in 2016 the, uh, the, the clown panic? Yes. <laughs> I yes. don't know what to call it. Um, like, cool. Clown mania. The thing it was caused, or it was on on uh, on Wikipedia. They called it the the clown 2016 clown sightings. But I feel like that kind of plays it down a little bit. But um, so basically, it was um, basically from August to October of 2016. Now maybe I should give you a trigger warning, Bay, because I know <laughs> you have a fear of clowns. So this might be hard for you. I think we I can listen. <laughs> I think I can listen and be okay. Okay. So, um, basically it was a stretch of, uh, people, uh, randomly attacking people as dressed as clowns or harassing people or just making threats um, all, and it started, it started, of course, here in the old U.S. of A., but it spread, it spread across the country, and then it was happening in multiple other countries. Oh, really? Yeah. And it became this big thing. So, anyway, let's back up. Let's go to the source here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, August 2016, um, children at Fleetwood Manor Apartment Complex in Greenville, South Carolina, reported sightings of a um, person dressed as a clown and this person was attempting to lure them into the woods. Um, they got so many, the apartment complex got so many complaints. Lure them into the yes. woods. I love that. Come with me. Yeah, I know. Isn't it's like creepy? hocus pocus. I know. Come with me, little children. <laughs> Come on, nothing bad will happen I in know. the woods with a clown. Um, so the apartment complex got so many complaints that they sent a letter to the residents acknowledging um, the complaints and encouraging encouraging them to call if they see something suspicious. Um, one woman said she went she went to investigate her son's reports of the clown in the woods and was met with several clowns in the woods with uh, that were flashing lasers. Um, <laughs> and when they saw her, they supposedly ran away. And then... This was uh, a clown gathering. Yes. Uh, and then another woman reported she saw a clown under a streetlight with a blinking nose that waved at her. <laughs> Ugh, that gives me chills. Um, and the others have reported hearing the sounds of chains and banging noises coming from the woods. A police officer entered the woods um, to investigate and found no evidence of clowns living there. <laughs> Imagine writing that in the report. 
Uh, no, this officer did not find any evidence of illegal clown activity. <laughs> <laughs> no big red shoes were, were found. No, no uh, noses. No red noses. <laughs> yeah, so, again, you know, a lot of this was speculation. We don't really know. All we know is there were a lot of complaints. We don't know what, you know, there's no evidence. I think they set up surveillance, too. I don't think anything came of it. So that... So this was the original, the the OG clown incident of okay. 2016, South Carolina. Um, the story, this story ended up going viral. Um, by October of 2016, multiple clown incidents or sightings were reported in every state in the U.S., as well as Canada, the U.K., Israel, Singapore, New Zealand, South America, and Australia. Um, so I just wrote down, like, a few that stuck out, um... Because they listed every single event um, on Wikipedia, sure there and there were so hundreds. Yeah. Um, so, in Australia, on October eighth, at around nine thirty p.m., um, two twelve-year-old girls were with one of their fathers buying ice cream when suddenly they were attacked by a creepy clown, um, and apparently one tried to steal their phone. I don't know what they mean by attack, but I imagine it was some sort of physical assault. Um, and then in Germany. Uh, on October 25th, a 16-year-old masked as a clown was stabbed with a knife by a 14-year-old in Berlin. This 16-year-old had to undergo surgery. Um, oh, so I guess I didn't That's read that terrible. right. It sounds like the clown was the victim in this one. Oh. <laughs> a 16-year-old masked as a clown was stabbed by a knife. Huh. Yeah, so it's like, wait, I guess... <laughs> wait, it was a child? 16-year-old. Oh, that's well, terrible. the 14-year-old was the one that stabbed him. My goodness. So I don't know if it was action. like his, he was like just trying to prank his friend and the friend was like, um, fuck you. Maybe. You know? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so um, several threats arose on social media from people masquerading as clowns, threatening to shoot up schools. Oh, um, actually, there were some incidents uh, in, in Maryland. Um, so, you know. <laughs> I'll stay familiar to us. Beware. <laughs> yeah. Um, clowns were spotted wielding knives, hammers, several robberies involving suspects wearing clown masks. Um, throughout this time, internet social media sites received numerous postings related to the, um, to the clown sightings. <laughs> so, the World Clown Association president, Randy Christensen took a stance against the trend of people dressing up as clowns to frighten people. Uh, circuses and other clown-related businesses were affected. Like birthday parties. Yeah. In October 2016, McDonald's decided that Ronald McDonald would keep a lower profile as a result of the incidents. Good, because he is creepy. Yeah, I mean... And you know what? Now that I think about it, I haven't really seen much of Ronald mcdonald like in where did ronald go <laughs> <laughs> where are they now i remember when we were younger and you'd see him in like the hamburger yeah bar. and like i remember at, at the one in the mcdonald's there was a bench and there was like a version like like yeah a, it was like built into the yeah bench. and he was just sitting there with his legs crossed and you'd like just take a take picture pictures. yeah him. no thank you yeah but you know kids these days will not have the the, the pleasure of <laughs> meeting ronald yeah so, um, yeah, so poor Ronald, his, his career was shattered. Um, <laughs> he's probably turned to alcohol as a result. Um, but a sociologist has called 2016, quote, a bad time to be a professional clown, end quote. <laughs> was there ever really yeah, I, a good time? <laughs> I was wondering that too. To be a professional clown. Clown. I don't. I mean, I don't know much about the biz. I don't but... either. But my guess is before it came out. <laughs> yeah. So like, nineteen eighty. Yeah. I remember having a clown at my birthday. Well, I had a clown magician one time. Yeah. Uh, was it really my? It was my brother's birthday. Yeah. I it was think... more about the magic. Yeah. Than I... the clown. Yeah, it was more like the balloon animals and stuff. Like, what they give you. Not really, like, the clown themselves. Yeah. I could care less. Yeah, mine was more magician than clown. Yeah, but, um... I can't even imagine. I've actually thought of this. 
of doing that for a living, like, because, like, honestly, I think my brother might have had maybe five people at his birthday. Like, <laughs> it was not, like, a big event. Like, I can't even imagine, like, doing that, like, going to inside people's homes. God only knows what they have in there. Mm-hmm. You know, how clean or dirty, whatever, animals, who knows. And then, like, you have to pander to perfect strangers in, like, their family room. You know, it's not like an I bet audience. They have some stories. You know, like, when you're, like, on a stage and, like, you can't really see their faces yeah. and, or it's dark, you know. And you have to, like, touch them and, and they're like, I got your nose. They're children <laughs> and children are brutally honest. I just. Yeah, they'll be like, you're fat. And, and they're just sitting there staring at you. Oh, my God. The pressure. Well, I'm sure there's some rewarding parts of it, too. You know. The pressure alone. Seeing a smile on the child's face. I would, I would not be able to handle that. You know, one of the actors from Modern Family was a clown. I will believe that. And he, they actually kind of make fun of it on the show because on the show he has like this, like secret clown like obsession. I think I know who you're talking about. I, yeah. yeah, I forget his name, but the bigger the one, guy, right? Yeah, the one. It's Mitch and Wolf. I don't know. Mitch and Cam. Mm-hmm. I think it's Cam. Yeah, but anyway, um, so you know, who knows that you could start as a clown and end up on a primetime TV. Show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the it the clown craze uh, was linked to a significant decrease in clown suits and many places banned um the selling or dressing up as clowns um and of course in Florida some people decided to go armed while trick or treating. Oh, you know. Got to got to keep yourself safe from those evil yeah. clowns. With all the children running around. The children. Watch out. I'll trade you. Uh, I'll trade you a, a a Hershey bar for a uh, you know for a hand AK forty seven. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, on let's see, October twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen, several news outlets reported on an alleged uh, clown initiated purge or attack, which supposedly was to take place on Halloween Eve of two thousand sixteen, also known as what Mischief Night or whatever. Mm-hmm. While there was no widespread purge, attacks was, um, there was no actual purge or attacks that they threat, threatened to do. There was a family from Florida that were attacked on October 31st by a group of approximately 20 people in clown masks. That's a lot of clowns. And a lot of masks that were styled after the mo- the purge movie. Were, is creepy? there some sort of message board that they're going on? That's a good a question. Is, Where is there are an they meeting each other? Is there an underground clown uh, black web? Dark web. <laughs> black Sorry. Web. Dark web <laughs> that we don't know is about. Is there a clown spider web around here somewhere? <laughs> maybe there's like a secret code in that, you oh. know, maybe only... I just imagine, like, the little squeaky sound being, like, their, like, secret knock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's creepy. So, explanations of why the hell this was happening um, in- include that some clown sightings were promotional stunts for Rob Zombie's 31. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't remember that at all. Or do you remember when we went to see Devil's Rejects? The one guy yeah. dressed up as a clown, or he had clown face makeup. Oh. Or Andre. I sincerely doubt that that was the reason. <laughs> That's a terrible reason. Yeah, and like I don't think they would have. I mean, if we can't, if we can arrested. barely remember the movie. It was so <laughs> influential that it caused people in Israel to dress up like <laughs> to dress up like clown- clowns. I can't even speak. Or um, they also thought it might be a promotion for the film ab- adaptation of um, It. But that Steve came McCann. out two years later. So well, at least a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, author of folk, author and folklorist Benjamin Radford uh, wrote the nonfiction book Bad Clowns. Said that the crates could be an example of the snowball effect where rumor and legitimate concerns mix with the human penchant for a good story, which is probably most likely what happened, you know? Yeah. People, like, found it interesting. It's creepy. It's like something out of a horror movie, and they went with it. Um, That's kind of sad, though, that, that people, like, get enticed 
to frighten right. and disturb perfect strangers. Yeah, like, it's one thing if you're at a haunted house and, yeah. like, you, you're in a controlled setting where you know it's coming and, like, yeah. you've agreed, you've consented to it, but it's, like, yeah, it's just go up to a family and harass them. For or, no reason. Right. Just for, well, I'm, the only reason I can think of that they would have is, like, they enjoy it. They yeah. enjoy freaking someone out and scaring them. But, like, people were getting arrested, you know? Yeah. This is... is it really worth it? And plus, you look ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine the mugshot? If you're not wearing a mask, if you're, like, wearing paint. Oh, if you went old school. (laughs) I feel like most of these people wore masks, though. Probably. You know, I wonder if any... I should have looked this up, but I wonder if when the Scream movie came out, if anything similar happened. Because I feel like a lot of people would kind of try to scare people with that. But... Yeah, I feel like everyone was then just calling people and saying, like, what's your favorite scary movie? (laughs) But, like, shit. That would have scared me. But... Caller ID. (sighs) Thank God Invented for caller ID. Invented because of Scream. <laughs> right? <laughs> God, now I don't pick up any unknown numbers. I know. I'm like, if someone's calling me, I'm like, somebody better be dead. <laughs> or, you know, for you. You're the only well, exception. That's morbid. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad I've passed the test. <laughs> well, no, that's like my initial thought. If someone calls me that maybe doesn't yeah. usually call me. Yeah. Wait a second. This is not a text message. What's happened? Especially if it's l- like late. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to brace myself here. Like it might not be good news. Yeah. See, my initial thought is snooze. Turn it off. <laughs> Even if it's late. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll be sure to call you in an emergency. <laughs> um, and then a lot of these were dismissed as sightings or a lot of the sightings were dismissed as a case of mass hysteria. Oh, I totally agree yeah. that it wasn't as bad as people made it sound yeah, like. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you heard people talking, it's like you had a clown on every damn corner. I know. I sincerely doubt that it was that many, and I also doubt that that many were actually acts of violence. Yeah. I think that they were intended to scare, but not actually... How many people were actually physically attacked? Yeah, and I think, you know, it. most of them started out probably as, like, you know, sneaking up on someone, and then, like, the story, it became like a, like, that game telephone, where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, and they had a knife, oh, and they were trying to kill somebody, and they said this, and... And it just started with blinky nose underneath the the light waving, Right. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, anyway, so I kind of looked up a a little bit more about why, um, why are clowns so scary to us? And so I found an interesting article, um... From Geisinger.org, um, and they talk about different reasons. Well, first of all, the 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 phobia of clowns is called uh, col chlorophobia. Yeah, chlorophobia. How, how do you say that? I thought it was chlorophobia. It's spelled C O U L R O P H O B. Chlorophobia. Chlorophobia. All right, we'll just go with that. Chlorophobia. <laughs> And it actually means a fear of someone who walks on stilts. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. It's the... Oh my gosh, that, yeah. that's how old that reference probably is then. It arose from um, around 1980, but it oh, really? is not yet officially recognized phobia by the World Health Organization, so... Interesting. Yeah. The only phobia I remember is Triskatelophobia. That's the fear of the number 13! Really? <laughs> Well, a lot of hotels don't have the the thirteenth floor, floor. Yeah, so clearly. Um, let's see. So, so why why am I oh, afraid of clowns? So there's several possibilities. Um, okay. Uh, there's something called the uncanny effect, which was uh, coined by Sigmund Freud back in 1919. Um, he described uncanny as something that is both familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. An example is a very lifelike robot. It may be able to do things like smile, blink, look like like a person, and talk, but you're able to see subtle differences in their eyes, movements, and speech that can create a sense of uneasiness. Mm-hmm. This phenomenon explains why some people are creeped out by dolls, zombies, and many other nearly human zombies. things. <laughs> because clowns distort their Snowman. features, because clowns <laughs> d- distort their features for effect, it can make them uncanny. Clothes, shoes, and hair are familiar to everyone, but once someone wears strange clothing, a red nose, exaggerated makeup, oversized shoes, and with strangely styled fluorescent hair, and they start to fixate <laughs> on the, 
Don't judge the clouds. I know. Maybe it's maybe, curly. Maybe they had a bad hair day. Uh, you may start to fixate on these differences and become uncomfortable. So I thought that that kind of made sense. I like that, and I think that that makes the most sense. Yeah. Where it's very close to normal, but just off enough where it puts you at what you, what you just like said. Like unease. Unease. Because dolls are like that, too, I think. Yeah, because it's like... It's very like humanoid. You're waiting for it to come to life. Yes. It's very humanoid, but you're like, something is not right. That's kind of how I feel like, like when I look at a monkey. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm like, wait, this thing has hands like me, but it's like eating its own poop, you know? <laughs> and throwing it. Yeah. And throwing and it. And I'm like, it's it's hugging that person like a baby, but it's got, it's furry. It's like. <laughs> I thought you liked monkeys. I mean, it's my mom's nickname for me. I, I like, like little, well, like, like patterns of monkeys. Like, give me back that purple monkey stuffed me. animal I gave you no, a few years ago. <laughs> no, no, it's mine. No, no, I like. Like, I like, I don't like, I don't know. I like the idea of monkeys. You don't like, I don't know. You know what? Shut up. Tell me another reason why people don't like clowns. Excuse me. I'm still talking. <laughs> don't, don't, don't rush me. No, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to hang out, you know, get a monkey as a pet because I don't want my eyes clawed out. <laughs> Face ripper monkey. Yeah. They're, no, thank I like you. the stuffed animal monkey version. You know, the cute little innocent kind. But anyway. Um, another reason. This is kind of, I think, along the same lines. Um, it says mixed signals and pattern recognition. Um, if someone smiles, they're happy. Duh. If, if they frown, they're sad. Um, these signals are easy to pick up from people. Enough so that babies can do it. But that's not the case with clowns. Um... Since clowns paint on their smiles and frowns, you can't read their emotions or know what they're thinking, says Dr. Gershman. Um, if a clown has a painted-on smile but isn't acting or sounding happy, your brain gets mixed signals. Interesting. This, this interrupts the pattern that your brain is used to, making you uneasy. Um, yeah, it's kind of like when you meet someone that, like... They're talking about something terrible, and they're like, <laughs> you know, laughing about it. Yeah, like it. a nervous laugh. Yeah, you're like, what's wrong with this person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess it's like the whole, like, I'm, you know, I have this fake smile, but, you I'm know. fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, I have a tear rolling down my cheek. <laughs> Don't. That's nothing. And then, of course, pop culture, they talked about it, and mm -hmm. once your boat, Georgie. <laughs> I think that that has a lot to do uh, with it, too. Yeah, it and killer, have you heard of this? Killer clowns from outer space? Yes. Oh, okay, I've never heard of that. And, and then, of course, um, criminals like John Wayne Gacy, yeah. um, you know, just popular culture. Mm -hmm. um, so... In the end, clowns are intended to be fun, but if you know someone who has a fear of clowns, it's best not to provoke them, especially young children. So that's your, your PSA. <laughs> Don't scare people that are afraid of clowns. <laughs> oh, I never... I I don't think I ever told you this. Um, I... My coworker has a fear of clowns, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, you I did. told okay. me that. Well, I'm going to tell everyone else. So I... I, um, I and... We have this little bathroom area in our office, and and she kept saying, like, she wanted... It was kind of like... It wasn't a full door. Like, it, there was a part that was kind of... It was almost like a... I don't want to say, like, a barn door, but it wasn't, like... <laughs> there was a lot of space underneath, so she, like, made us cover it up because it freaked her out. So one day, I... So there was a gap between where the door hit the yeah, floor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so... Cause, and she said she was convinced. What did you cover it with? She got, like, it, it did look very nice. She got, like, this, like, big, this, like, it's, like, wallpaper, kind of, that is, like, a picture of the beach. Okay. It looked really nice, but um, she kept saying she was afraid a clown was going to come out of there. <laughs> so I, I printed out a bunch of pictures of, clown, like, evil clouds and, like, and put them all there one day just to, like, freak her out. And it was so funny. She, she like, didn't believe it was me. Like, she was convinced it was some. I thought for sure she was going to be, like... <laughs> Why did you do that? And, but, like, I was, like, she didn't say anything all day. And I finally was, like, so, um, how about the clown pictures? And she's, like, wait, what? That was you? <laughs> so, you know, I, I. Well, you're I, not even I, following your own sage advice. I know, I know. I, I need, 
I need to apologize. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I thought maybe I would help her get over her fear, but I don't think that's going to happen. By flooding her with exposure yes. therapy? Yes. Un- <laughs> you know, involuntary exposure therapy. <laughs> oh, that I works. probably re-traumatized her. Yeah, who knows. Well, but she's yeah, that to work. That was the, the clown epidemic of 2016. So. All right. The more Do you, you get know. it? Um, I guess. I mean, I guess, like, maybe not much was going on in the world at that time. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's always stuff going on, but. <laughs> what, you think everybody just got bored? Kind of. Yeah. Like, if that was the biggest story and. And then people were like, oh, I want to, I want to try this out. I don't yeah. know. I think South Carolina's like, got it. They know where it's at. Yeah. Clown fear. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it's, it's creepy, but uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's not exactly original. I definitely remember seeing like a lot of videos and photos and stuff on, on the internet and being like, ooh. And then I remember like when we were getting ready for Halloween, we were always like, oh, how many people are going to dress as clowns? But, you know, if you really think about, like, how many people do dress as clowns? Yeah, you're right. I don't remember anybody, like, you know, in a natural Halloween setting. Yeah. I think I was a clown when I was really little. I was, too. And my mom made me the costume. And it's cute when you're a little kid, but, like, when you're... No, it's not. When you're little, yeah. I, I, ugh. I remember I had a rainbow wig. Well, I was cute as a clown. And I, it was basically, like, a rainbow costume. It was, like, a onesie. And my mom sewed it. Oh, my God, I have to see this. And I kept it for many years for, like, dress up. Especially that wig. Honestly, you've probably seen that wig. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I dressed up as Raggedy Ann, too. That was yeah, it was very Raggedy Ann-esque. Like that. Yeah. It's very Raggedy Ann-esque. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe it'll make a comeback. Maybe. But no time soon. So my idea, I watched recently... Uh, well, many years ago, I watched, uh, I think it was even a Lifetime movie, or maybe it was like the History Channel movie on this, and then I watched um, The Highwaymen on Netflix, which is a, it's a movie with Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson, and I love Mason Woody Harrelson, and it's all about Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> and my mom has talked about Bonnie and Clyde for a good portion of my life, she always wanted to have two Cocker Spaniels. One of them's name would be Bonnie, and one of them would be Clyde. Aww. That was, like, her dream. Um, never happened. Probably never going <laughs> to happen. So, Bonnie... <laughs> Just saying. The thing that I thought... Uh, because I, you know, I couldn't think of, of what topic I should do. But the, the really big thing that I didn't get will come at the end. And of the story. So I'm going to give you like a little bit of backstory of like who Bonnie and Clyde were and like what the big deal was. But then like the, the thing I really didn't understand is like why they were sensationalized, how they were sensationalized and what happened at their untimely demise. Well, because a girl and a guy and a couple. Well, that's a very good suggestion. So Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow, there were two Depression-era criminals from Texas who went on a robbing and murdering spree for two years um, in and around that whole Texas area. When was this? Um, in, in the 1930s. Okay. So Depression-era. Oh, okay. Um, and in and, and during and then after Prohibition as well. So in the end, they were responsible for at least 13 deaths. So they either directly killed someone oh, wow. or were involved and had a lot to do with and were responsible for people dying. Oh, I didn't know so they, they didn't anything. individually kill every each and every person yeah. because they were they had a lot of other people working with them from the very beginning all the way to the end. They stole dozens and dozens and dozens of cars. Um, they robbed a few banks and a lot of, like, small-time, like, gas stations and grocery stores and things like that. So, the really thing is, like, so why did they become such a sensation at the time, at that time, in the 1930s, all the way till now? Like, people, even to this day, know who Bonnie and Clyde would, are. So, in 1967, there was a movie um, called Bonnie and Clyde, and it had Faye Donaway and Warren Beatty playing um, Bonnie and Clyde. So, that really was a big part of the reason why they became very famous, I would say, because, like, every time, every, like, 
few decades they make another movie and it really kind of keeps it in our in our mind's eye because if you think about it, it's like almost a hundred years ago like yeah the and story people should still die. refer to it all the time yeah. like oh we're like bonnie, bonnie and clyde, clyde. Yeah. yeah it's like this cutesy thing yeah. but it's not really so how does it stay current <laughs> almost a hundred years later um i guess so... there hasn't been an updated uh killer or uh <laughs> store robbing couple so I got a lot of this information from the movie The Highwaymen, the made-for-TV movie with um, uh, the guy that was in Into the Wild, Emil Hirsch. He played, Which one he was the Lifetime Clyde. one? I think I saw that. That, that one. The oh, one okay. with, with Emil Hirsch. We probably watched that and, together at um, some point. <laughs> uh, uh, some podcasts and then um, also thehistory.com. So a little bit of backstory. So they actually were terrible criminals. They almost made no money. Um, They had a very hard life. A lot of people think it was super glamorous and that, you know, because they had this air of celebrity. But they um, just lived in their car um, and, you know, were just stealing money and then spending it. Stealing money, spending it. And, like, barely enough for, like, food. You know, and they were even malnourished because they, they didn't have any food. They Even were, though, so they would steal it and then... So they would steal money, buy food, and then need some more, and then do it again. And they did that off and on for, like, two whole years. But they still didn't have get enough to really... Yeah. Be. They didn't, like, make it big or strike yeah. it rich. Um, in fact, one of the banks that they tried to rob had just closed down the day before and was a <laughs> failed bank and didn't have oh, no. any money in it. Oh, my so God. So when they got there, there was nothing there for them to steal. Oh my god, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I like I did all this work for nothing. So I um I I I have a lot a lot of backstory on Clyde specifically. So they were so Clyde and Bonnie were extremely, extremely, extremely poor. Clyde, his family, the Barrow family were even more poor than Bonnie. Clyde was the fifth child out of seven. His parents were sharecroppers and his nickname was Bud, because apparently he was just so friendly. Um, the, the family was, was pretty religious and the oldest brother, Buck, started stealing roosters, um, from farms and neighbors so that he could make money in cockfights. And that's kind of how the criminal element started to happen. Cause then, um, Clyde would help him steal and, and they would get in trouble for that. So the Barrows eventually moved to Dallas to try and find work opportunities, but no one wanted to hire people like his dad. Um, at the time Dallas was trying to become like a really like elite city. So, um, no one wanted to hire him. So all people who fit in that description, they were trying to find work and failed. So there was really nowhere for them to go. So they all kind of made a home in West Dallas and it was nicknamed the devil's back porch. So they created basically like a huge like shanty town, like a giant tent city because they couldn't afford places to live. Um, And it was extremely, extremely, extremely poor. So his dad, Henry Barrow, eventually collected enough money to be one of the few people in the Devil's Back Porch to build a, a shack for them to live in. So mm-hmm. they had an actual like roof and it wasn't an, a tent. Um, uh, so that's just kind of like part of the reason why I think they started to steal originally was because they had nothing. They had no food, nothing. So that really kind of is a big, I feel like a big part of the reason why his brother stole. And then he looked up to his brother. So then he started to steal. So Clyde was also really small. He was 125 pounds and five foot five. Mm. So he, maybe there's a little bit of a Napoleon complex in there. He was uneducated. I mean, he dropped out at 16. Um, although that wasn't super unusual at the time, but he was a very good musician. He was a sax player and an accomplished guitarist. Um, so at that time, because it was the depression, it was, it, it was, very common for someone to work really, really hard for very little money. So, like, he would work 60 hours a week, and he made $4 an hour um, in, in today's money. So it was even less than that, but it was today's money. So he started stealing, too, to make more money. And eventually he was caught, and he was thrown in prison a couple of times. And then he started to become have this, this uh, reputation with the local law enforcement 
So every time um, something would happen, they would bring him into jail. So then he lost a lot of jobs because of that, because no one wanted, he, he had, he was constantly being brought in for questioning and being taken out of his job and no one wants to hire someone like that. So he then decided, you know, we're going to get rid of this chicken stealing business. And then he started to steal cars and he was actually a great, great car thief and a really good driver. Um, and that's where, you know, the whole stealing cars with Bonnie and Clyde and his gang ended up becoming very, like the, one of the few things that they were actually successful Just at. Just not money. They're better yeah. at cars. So, um, then he, he meets, he meets Bonnie. So Bonnie was a little less poor. I mean, she wasn't really like well off, but she was not as poor as him, but she was, she was, her family was, was not rich by any means. She lived in Cement City and they met, they met at a party. What's Cement City? It's, it's like a part, uh, it's near West Dallas, I guess. Is that the nice area? (laughs) No. Because they have cement. (laughs) So apparently she liked to set fires because she said the colors were pretty. Oh my God. She was a, she was a, a cusser. She, she loved, she had a filthy mouth. She was very attractive and she got away with like everything. Um, she got into like fist fights when she was younger (laughs) and she really, she really liked movies and she wanted a very glamorous life. She like wanted to be a movie star. She wanted to have a life of celebrity. Well, she got it just a little different, (laughs) different, different way. Um, she ended up actually marrying someone at 15, I guess it didn't really work out. Go figure. Um, so people, people loved her. She was extremely she was charming. charming, very attractive. She was very friendly and everyone, she was also very well dressed. She always had, you know, her makeup done really nice. Her hair done really nice. She was teeny tiny. She was like under five feet. She was so small. So, um, so they were both pretty small. Though. Yeah. And, but she was, she was just really, I don't know. It just really worked out for her. She was a people person, if you think. And they, they saw each other across the room at a party and it was like instant attraction. Um, and they were together pretty much from then on, on out. So I wanted to, to share just one more quick thing about the backstory and then I'll go get into the thing that I thought find to be the weirdest part about their whole entire story. So Clyde had been brought in and out of prison a couple of times. Um, but the thing that really got him when he got caught, um, he got caught and sent to Huntsville, um, Eastham work prison. And this place was like, so, so, so terrible. Um, it was in Texas. And it was a work farm. So they would work uh, seven days a week. And then they would get 30 minutes to take a bath on Saturday. Mm. And they were just doing hard physical labor in the hot sun seven days a week. And that was instead of prison. So it was like a, it was a prison work farm. Like a So kind of like you think of like a, yeah, like a chain gang type situation. So he, um, they were beaten daily by the guards and Clyde was actually raped every single day for an entire year by one of these, this older, um, huge, like very, very, um, um, very strong and intimidating, uh, other inmate. And the, no one cared because that guy was like a big dude in in the prison. Yeah, exactly. And so none of the guards did anything and no one else could do anything because then, you know, like they didn't want it to happen to him. So in 1931, Clyde, you know, like tricked him and then, you know, went off by himself and the guy followed him and then he killed him. He bashed in his skull with a metal pipe um, and killed his his assaulter, his rapist. And it was a big deal. He didn't want anybody to know. I mean, I can understand that. But he became obsessed with the idea of, like, um, 
you know, like, I'm never going to come back here again. If I ever get out of here, if I ever get caught, I'm never going to be brought in alive. Because I will never, ever go back to this. It wasn't like I'm going to stop this Um, life of crime. I'm just not going to get caught. There was no Mm -hmm. way he was ever going to be brought in alive ever again after this. Because he's like, I will not go back to prison. I will not suffer this fate ever again. Right. And he um, eventually ended up uh, organizing a breakout of Easton Prison. He, He got out. You know, normally he got out and that was like a big part of his, his obsession. He's like, we have to break people out of Eastham prison. We have to break them out. And then eventually he did. And several members did break out and two guards were uh, killed and many others were shot. But Eastham was so bad. The Eastham work farm was called the bloody ham and it was called the bloody ham. I know. (laughs) It was called the bloody ham because people would frequently cut off their own toes, fingers, and other small body parts to get out of working because it was oh so God. bad they would mutilate themselves. Oh, can you imagine? So they could go to like, so they could either be so injured that they would go back to the regular Huntsville prison, not the Jeez. work farm, or they could be like put on like medical leave temporarily and not have to do the hard labor that they were doing. So Clyde cut his own toe off. Right. And then, um, six days after he was pardoned because what they did very often is they had so many inmates, they would pardon people all the time. Like if a, if a mother like would write the governor Uh and, you know, please let my good son go. Then they would do that. And that happened six days after he cut his own toe off. And then he had a limp forever after that. Now, when you say pardon, he was just let... He was let... He was pardoned of that particular car-stealing crime. And he um, was let go. Why didn't they just move him to the regular prison instead of... They didn't have any room. Oh, okay. That's why why people were so easily pardoned, because they just didn't have space. So, after he got out of that... You know, even Bonnie went to j- jail once for two months. Um, he, They went on their big two-year crime spree after that. Bonnie and Clyde were the big, were together always. They, um, you know, stole cars, robbed banks, killed up to 13 people or were responsible for 13 people. They got in many, many, many injuries. They once got in this huge car accident and the battery of their model t car exploded and it's battery acid got Mm. on bonnie's leg and it it went so far deep into her leg that you could even see her bone and like they didn't go to hospitals or anything like that they just like moved on because this was during a robbery right yeah and then like clyde had been he was shot in the arm um they just let it go you know like yeah take some aspirin honey you know like uh, <laughs> put a band-aid on um it. so pretty hard terrible life but there were a couple of reasons why they were why they were sensationalized but just one the the thing that got me was at the end of this movie the highwaymen you see them them die and so what happens is they got it's someone like a shootout, right? one of the guys that they helped get out of the Eastham prison escape uh-huh. um his last name was methven and he kind of sort of turned on them basically uh. so his family said you know if we get him to help will you pardon him of all of his crimes yeah and the law enforcement agreed and they had him kind of set up like a little bit of a sting so they had this texas ranger who in the movie is played by kevin costner who was like one of the most all time decorated Texas Rangers. Um, his name is Frank Hamer and he was a pretty good guy, I think from what they've described. And he was a very good Texas Ranger. So what they did is they had Methvin, his dad, like invite them over and they're in their car. And then Methvin's dad is in the middle of the road and he pretends like his car has broken down. Oh. So Bonnie knows, or Bonnie and Clyde know them. Mm-hmm. So they stop the car, and what happens is Frank, Frank Hamer was going to give them the opportunity to, um, 
know, surrender. Yeah. But the local sheriff and local law enforcement immediately shot them. They shot their car 150 times. Without giving them the chance to surrender? No. Like, immediately. As, as soon as they stopped, that was it. And their car was, like, littered with bullets. Their bodies were litter, littered with bullets. And then they pull and they had to tow the car into the nearest town. Arcadia, I think is what it was called. And then they had, I know, like Joan of Arcadia. And then um, this is the part that got me so, like, I was like, this has to be my next topic. Um, even though there's so much about them, I can't tell, say everything. There was mobs of people, like mobs and mobs and mobs and mobs of people, like touching the car, trying to take the bullets out of the nearby trees where they had been shot. Mm. They tried to touch them and they were like reaching in the, yes, they were like reaching in the windows. Someone tried to cut off Clyde's ear and trigger (gasps) finger and keep it as a souvenir. And they even ended up taking and cutting off Bonnie's hair, her bloody hair and keeping it. And they were like reaching in and trying to like take things off their bodies and stuff and keep them as souvenirs. Like that is the huge thing that I didn't understand. I didn't get, I was like that, that to me is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand why people are like reaching in and killing. I'm like, this has to be my topic. So, um, the two things that I really didn't understand was the reaction that people had to their physical dead bodies. Like they were almost exhilarated by it. Um, and then why were two serial murderers, um, like so kind of celebrated. Yeah. And, um, like women were dressed up like Bonnie everywhere. Like they, she had, so the the way they knew what they looked like was during one of their, they went on this little vacation, if you will, and they found all this evidence that was left behind. And one of the pieces of evidence was um, a camera or film rolls. And they had posed for these pictures where one, um, like Bonnie is like, uh, got a gun and she has like a cigar in her yeah, mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And another one where she's like pointing a gun at Clyde and he's like smiling and stuff. So it's a very sexual and they were wearing like super nice clothes. They were well dressed. They looked happy. So that was like a big part of the reason why people knew what they looked like and started dressing like them. When that car was towed into the um the morgue <laughs> it was also uh, a furniture store that happened to have a morgue in the back like <laughs> i'm sorry they go together so but well. what the f- like why why are those two things together I, I i just don't understand that so that just that reaction of the crowd against them is just so strange i mean i can understand me. them wanting the bullets because like that would be worth something even the hair, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I wouldn't... It's gross, but, but then, it's, like... then, like, the violence against... It was, like, a mob. Thousands and thousands of people went to their burials. Well, think about, like, the OJ, like, that whole, like, um, the chase after him. Like, people were lined up on the streets. You yeah, know, that's Domino's true. ran out of pizza because everyone was watching. It's just, like, this... It's like a train wreck kind of thing. Domino's ran out of pizza? Or some, yeah, like, I remember in the, because, because everyone, so many people were ordering yeah, pizza? Yeah, because everyone was staying, like, glued to the TV oh. and ordering pizza. I just remember that was in... <laughs> I've never heard that. I think that was in, like, the People versus O.J. Simpson or whatever. Oh, that's funny. That I don't remember that. Was, yeah, um, and it's just that thing We can't just, leave, honey! We mm-hmm. need to order in! <laughs> <laughs> we gotta follow that, that white Ford Bronco there. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, to go as far as to try and cut someone's finger off is just very strange. And then what are you going to do it? You're going to, like, keep it on a shelf somewhere in your house, like, look, looky there, that's class. You don't think people are going to try to sell it? Because it was the Depression. I don't know if anyone would would pay for it, but, yeah, that's also a possibility. Um, But, like, people, I feel like, were, have always been attracted to crime, and this particularly, they, they're the romance of the two of them. Mm-hmm. They were both a- attractive. Um, and people considered them to be like, quote, like sticking it to the man. 
Like, they thought of them as heroes, like a Robin Hood kind of thing, because they were killing cops and authority figures mm-hmm. and, like, living by their own rules when they were all suffering because of the yeah, depression. the government let them down. Exactly. And they thought, like, oh, you know, like, they thought of them as a successful team of bank yeah. robbers when they were not. I mean, like, they, but they robbed were like, a bank that had no money. But they were expressing what everyone was feeling, like, exactly. this is so messed up, I just want to take, you know, exactly. rob a bank. And the banks were closing homes, foreclosing on yeah. homes, you know, but, like, the reality is, like, they, they, they killed people. And yeah. a lot of the people that they killed were small-town cops that were, like, clerks and storefront workers. So they weren't the, the full heroes that people thought of them to be. But with the the media and the um, those photos were mass were were exposed through the the media, and then the romance and the fact that they had a woman yeah in the gang, it was and that she was pretty and like it, you said it just made it huge. So that was a big thing that I didn't understand. And then when I read more about it, I was like, okay, all right, I understand a little bit of why they were such a big deal. So I looked into it, and Psychology Today said that people are drawn in by pervasive news media, and that this transforms the public view of killers and what they've done. For example, serial killers appeal to the most basic and powerful instinct in all of us, which is survival. These people make us question our own safety, and people could be fascinated by them because they are rare and unnatural. Like a disaster, like a tornado or mm-hmm. a hurricane or something like that. Yeah, because Or like, like a car accident on the side of the road, like that whiplash thing. You mean the is... uh, rubbernecking? That's not whiplash, you are correct. <laughs> I, I knew what you meant, I knew what you meant. As my dad says, everybody get, get your, your look. look! Get your look! <laughs> get your look! So, um, yes, rubbernecking. Um, and it's, it's kind of like what you were saying with the clowns, like... It doesn't make killers sense. are slightly they they look familiar, but it's it's off. It's it's yeah. And yeah. people I think could probably relate to these these killers slash bank robbers more than anybody else because you know they the girl wanted like the you know she wanted to be famous like she, yeah you know they were she, down on their luck. It but sounds were, like they were like kind of. Not middle class, but whatever the equivalent was. No, I guess no one was really. They middle were class. lower than middle class, that's for sure. Well, I guess I mean, they, they still were in a able shack. to, but they were able to dress nice. I guess after the robberies. So I, I, I think so. Yeah. And pretty people that are seen as attractive are are seen as more trustworthy. That's so it might true. have something to do with that too. You know. Yeah, just but it's just interesting, like how like they were, especially Clive. He was so destitute. He couldn't get employment. He had this bad reputation. He had family members that were drawn into crime. Yeah. And then it just, like, all kind of went downhill for them. Bonnie wanted this glamorous life where people could, like, know her name and things like that. And there's a lot of different, like, perceptions. Like, highwaymen, they really kind of made them seem, like, almost like they were just psychopaths. Mm -hmm. But then in other movies, like the Faye Donaway movie, they they seem, like, as, like, just kind of, like, you know, idiot kids that kind of just got it got away from them and they would just went too far and then there was nothing else that they could do. But like, it's, I feel like it's somewhere in between. Yeah. I think like, it's they somewhere were in the middle. irresponsible. They were, how old were they? They were in their twenties. I believe. Okay. I mean, they were old enough to know that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I understand the whole, like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I want food to eat. I, I like, I have no money. I can't have a job. Like I need something. Yeah. And I can understand that desperation to get people make poor choices in that regard but this is ridiculous i mean like it's absolutely ridiculous and then it led to the texas rangers bringing them down interesting fact the governor of texas at the time was the one who was directly responsible and that's how like the texas rangers reported directly to the governor the governor i think her name was ma i think it was ma ferguson second female governor in the entire united states um, and the first female governor was from Wyoming. Wow. Wait, Wyoming so was... and Texas had the first female governor. And this was in the 40s? 30s. They had a female governor I know, in the 30s? But apparently she was extremely corrupt. 
we like just won the right to vote. Right now that. <laughs> I know. Damn. I know. Go I think ahead, it was like Texas. I think it was like six years after. Yeah. Damn. Um, but she was like she was super super corrupt. So. Oh it... <laughs> great! We set us back, lady. <laughs> but I I don't know. I just think that that's interesting. You know, it was the beginning of the, it was like prohibition and all this stuff. So I don't know. But the one thing that he obsessed with the most was Easton prison farm and successfully breaking out, um, fellow inmates. And on the podcast that I was listening to, they were talking about how doing that kind of made him feel like he was doing like a good thing. Cause yeah. like he was like, and you know, he, helping somebody. He probably felt like he was kind of, like, there was this injustice from what he went through in the prison, and he mm-hmm. felt, like, entitled to, like, like you said, like, kill the police and get back at them for what they put him through. You know, I think he mm-hmm. he kind of felt, like, justified Because the guards by... had turned a complete blind eye, and they yeah. were beating them, and it was terrible. Like yeah. bloody ham. Ugh. <laughs> Man, can you imagine? Like, I'm gonna cut off my toe I'm gonna because cut off my toe because that's a better option. Job. That is a better I mean, option. I'm not always a fan of my job, but you know, I know, right? Can you imagine having a job? If I like, had the choice between cutting off my toe and going to work, I'd go to work. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so at least we definitely get, not that bad. <laughs> at least we get paid at our job. Yeah, that's true, and um, we don't get raped, so or beaten. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think, and, like, a lot of people are like, why is true crime becoming such a craze these days? I mean, these people it's are, always been a- are cutting off fingers. They're cutting yeah. off fingers. People would, like, line up to see, like, homes where, like, murders had occurred. Yeah. And, like, but that's photographers would come with the police and they would trample all over the, the scene and take pictures of everything. And they would post it all in the newspapers. Like, uh, true crime has been a thing forever. Yeah, it's it's just because it's just fascinating and... Yeah. It's, it like, makes it's you uneasy. something we don't get. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's the reason why it's such a big deal. The curiosity. It's because of the curiosity. People don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why I'm like, oh, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. There was that glamorous duo. But they're like, they're murderers! Yeah. They're murderers. Yeah, and I was watching... I don't know what I was watching not too long ago, but someone was saying how, like, you know, all the white, like, um, criminals, like, you know, the gangs are kind of looked as this glamorous, like the, um, like the mafia and yeah. stuff like that. But then oh, it's like, totally see that, yeah, yeah, like, you know, black, the people, stereotype, yeah, yeah. Gangs with black people are just like, Oh, they're bad. And like you know, color. yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, people dress up as like, yeah. You know, monsters like a, probably. Yeah, the perception of, like, a good criminal, ver- like a white-collar yeah. criminal versus, like, a... Yeah, it's all ridiculous. Freaking Martha Stewart, you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> Isn't that right? weird? Like, she did time in jail. I know, no one remembers that. No one cares. <laughs> I don't know, I think she's... Maybe this is another Bonnie and Clyde thing, but I think she's kind of badass because she went to jail. Uh, I don't know, but she was... And she, like, she, smokes like, weed steal- with, with uh, what's oh, his name? Yeah. I don't know. I've never been a. I don't know. I feel. I feel like her time was probably a little easier. Oh, I'm sure. Than this Eastern sure. prison farm. Yeah, she wasn't cutting off her toes. No. I'm sure, but. Yeah. I well. <laughs> I didn't get it. I get it. I get it now. I understand. Well, good. I understand the sensationalism. The I cutting do not off the understand ears is a little bit much. The mob of people around their bodies in car. I do not understand. Well, when we're in groups, we do tend to act That's true. in the group. That's true. So, if I guess if there was one crazy enough person, everyone's like, well, they're doing it. I'll, I'll grab a chunk of hair, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, like, I'm, I think that there were over 5,000 people, like, at their funerals, at their burials. Like, crazy. Crazy. Wow. And, like, during one of their narrow escapes, their brother, his brother Buck was a part of the gang at that point. He got, like, shot in the head, and part of his skull was removed. His his brain was exposed, and he lived for, like, almost a week. Ugh! And then he ended up dying of pneumonia, not the headshot wound, because oh they tried God. to remove a bullet from his chest. Wow. <laughs> he, like, was talking and, like alive with his brain exposed and she's got battery acid going down into her bone oh. 
these these people were rough and tumble. <laughs> <They were. laughs> Man, when, he wasn't kidding. He wasn't going back to that prison alive. It's... I know. But they have there's just too much information. Too much information to share. So that's kind of like my brief overview of them and their career. Well, that was that was very good. Okay. Well, you sound super excited uh, about no. it, so I can really tell. That no, I, I, yeah, like, I, I remember seeing that movie, and I remember that last scene when that happened with the shootout, and just being like, damn, I, I think they got him. <laughs> I know. It was like 20 seconds, too. Yeah. 20 seconds, like 150, 160 bullets. Man. Mm. Well, let's hope to never have, <laughs> never know what that looks like in real life. Yeah, I'm not going to be grabbing nobody's ear, hopefully, but who knows. <laughs> I think we can say that we, you and I are not going to be trying to do something like that anytime soon. But, well, alas, our, it's another week, episode. it's another episode, another end to another episode, and we will catch y'all in two more weeks. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>